Kevin, we thank you so much for that amazing truth that we just sang about. My God is bigger. My God is better. He's stronger. And we praise you for that, Lord. We are so thankful that we belong to you. And thank you, Father, for our kids and the way they share the word this morning with us. Thank you for you are working in their hearts. We feel so blessed that we belong to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> good morning, church. Uh, is everybody awake? That's great. Well, what a blessing to be here again, not as a candidate this time. I'll tell you one thing, as a candidate, it's an interesting process. It's an interesting process, especially when you have always planned a church and you have never been a, you have never been a candidate anywhere. It's like, you planned your church, you're the pastor to that church, so it, 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 it makes things easier, right? But it, it's a blessing to be here uh, for the first time as you lead pastor. Uh, I feel blessed. I feel definitely blessed that our God in His love and mercy uh, has decided to give, uh, give me this opportunity to be here with you guys. And, uh, and I thank you so much for your prayers too. Your prayers have been a blessing in my life because uh, it, it was an eight-month process. So it's prayer is is much needed at that point, right? And I'm looking forward to uh, for you guys to get to know me and for me to get to know you and for us to love uh, to, to to love each other, to learn to uh, love each other and to love the community. Um, so that way we can share the word of God with them and the love of God with them. Uh, this community around us uh, really needs, uh, really needs the, the love of God in their lives. Um, well, one of the things that I want to talk to you about in, in, in 112 years, that, that, that's 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 what I was told that this church is 112 years of existence. Uh, Grace Norwalk has experienced many changes. There's no doubt about that. Uh, do you confirm that? Amen. So Grace Norwalk has gone through a lot of changes, experienced many changes. Some of them have been good, but some of them have been painful changes too. And a reality we cannot ignore is that we live in a never-changing world. Haven't we experienced that in the last two years? We live in a never-changing world. In the last two years, uh, I never thought people would be working, and most people would be working remotely. You know, a lot of people working from home, they don't want to go back to work, and a lot of insecurity, a lot of, a lot of things going on. Uh, most of us never thought we were going to go through stuff like what we had gone through. Uh, how many of you remember the Jetsons in the late 70s? Oh, you do. Uh, so you're as old as I am. So, uh, <clears throat> I remember in the Jetsons, they used to they used to make phone calls. And in their phone calls, they used to look at each other through TV. And I never thought in my life I was going to be looking at somebody through this as I talk on the phone. I mean, not too long ago in the 90s, late 90s, that's when we... Bernie got a, a cell phone. It was a flip, uh, flip flap, right? Uh, uh, the, I call it a flip flap because they're old and they're like, yeah. So uh, we never got a lot of those things. I, I was watching the Jetsons one day, and I remember, I remember that they used to have these vacuums that the lady, the Miss Jetson, uh, she uh, she would just turn on a button and and the vacuum, the little thing, and now we had those. You go to Costco, you can buy those things. It's like how. 
in the world has the world really changed? In, in so little bit of time. And, and, and we have changed a lot. Let me, uh, I don't know, we, do we have our PowerPoint? Uh, I, I just want to show you something. People usually don't believe this is me. Um, but um, I want to show you a picture uh, of, oh, actually, let's see if we can go forward on that. One more. I was 12 years old right there. But if you really want to see the afro, there you go. Go to the next one. There you go. Has time really changed? Time really changes, right? We change. We change, definitely. We change. Our lifestyle has changed. Our communities have changed. The country has changed. The entire world has changed. I cannot even go just anywhere without being worried that I'm not going to be able to come back because things have changed so much. Uh, you know, policies and all that have changed. It doesn't matter whether we like change or we don't like change. The world around us is changing every time. It's, it's changing every day. If I ask anybody, do you like change? Most people, if they're honest, they will say, no, I don't like change. Most people will probably say, no, I don't like it. And change can be a positive thing. If the things, if the, if the things that are changing are for the best. But change can be also a negative thing. It can impact a person's life in a negative way. Because change shows a lot of inconsistency and lack of security. And that is why all the changes that have happened in the past few years, uh, people feel so insecure anywhere they go. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to engage in this truth that we're going to talk about today. And it's the truth of God. It's the truth about an unchanging God. An unchanging God. How important that is. This morning we had a really good Sunday school that was talking to us about being wise. And as, as, as you possess wisdom and you make the right choices in life, if, you, if you're not going to Sunday school, let me tell you, you're missing out. It's a, it was a beautiful class. It makes you think. It makes you meditate. And, and the few minutes that we were there, uh, you know, we were, we, were just, uh, we were just considering the fact that if we, if we obtain the Word of God and we, uh, we digest the Word of God, and then we can make better changes in our lives. And, and we can, uh, you know, with a lot of wisdom, we can make changes in our life. But considering God, putting God up front, not forgetting about God, that is wisdom. Wisdom is when you apply God's truth to your life and you live according to it. But when we talk about the unchanging God, we talk about an unchangeable God, we are talking about one of God's attributes. What's another word for attributes? We talk about one of God's qualities, a characteristics that identifies a person or a thing. But when we talk about God, there's a huge number of attributes that describe who God is. And you know how important it is for us to really know who God is? It's so important. Because a lot of times, our decisions have a lot to do with what we believe about God. When we talk about God, some of these attributes is God is eternal. He's sovereign. In other words, He reigns over all the world, the universe, and our lives. He's holy. He's omniscient. In other words, He knows every single thing about us. 
There's nothing we can hide from Him. He's faithful. In spite of the fact that sometimes we are not faithful, He stays faithful because that's His nature. He's omnipotent. There's nothing He cannot do. And Pastor Roy will be sharing about that in a couple of weeks for us. Self-existent, self-sufficient. God is just. He is good. He's gracious. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. No matter where you are, God's there. Incomprehensible. There's no way we can comprehend. We can get to we can get to know God, but we cannot comprehend God. He's merciful. He's a jealous God. He loves us so much that He's a jealous God. He's righteous. He's loving. He's truthful. He's wise. I can go on for the rest of the, the rest of the day. I can go on talking about the attributes of God, but why is it so important for us to know? And to understand the attributes of God because His attributes reveal who God is. What you can expect of Him and what He expects from you. It's important for us to really know who God is. His attributes reveal the kind of God that we serve. His nature. The reason why some people go insane when go insane when they when they challenge when, when they face challenges in life is because they don't really know who God is. I'll say it again. The reason a lot of people go insane when they're facing challenges in life is because they don't really know who God is. That's why we have a need as people. We have a need as church, as Christians, as a community, as human beings who have been created by God. It's so vital for us to have the right view of God. The right view of God leads us to the right choices in life. If you have the wrong view of God, you will easily make the wrong choices in life. Because you don't know who God is. You don't know what He's expecting from you. You make the wrong choices. It's easy to make the wrong choices. And here's the problem. Uh, Most of us make the wrong choices because we have the wrong view of God. So we make the wrong choices. Uh, You know who did that? Adam and Eve. Um, when, when, we, when we get the wrong view of God and we make wrong choices, that is exactly what happened to Adam and Eve. At first, they were making all the right choices. They were making all the right choices because they had the right view of God. They, they used to speak to God directly. But when they, uh, when is it that they did the wrong choices? That they began to making wrong choices when they got God's view distorted in their lives. When the serpent came in and put doubts in their mind and put doubts in their hearts, they began making the wrong choices. And God wants us to make the right choices by having the right view of who He is. This is vital. This is essential in our lives. In this changing world, so many inconsistencies, so many insecurities. People, what people tell you today, you don't even know if you can trust what they tell you today. Because tomorrow they might change. It, it is so important. It's so vital. So many insecurities. There is there is one thing that we can count on on on, a, on this changing world. This our God doesn't change. The unchanging God. The theological term that is usually uh, used to describe God is He's the immutable, the immutable God, immutability. What does it mean? He's an unchanging God. What does that mean? It means He's perfect. He's perfect, therefore, He doesn't have a reason to change. That's our God. 
God cannot get better because he's already perfect. And so you, you, you never know what to expect in the world that we live in. You never know what to expect. You never know what's going to come tomorrow. You never know if people are really going to have to keep their word. But there's one thing you surely know. And it's that God is not going to change. God is going to stay faithful because that's his nature. So he isn't changing his nature. And there are many verses in the, in the Bible that confirm this truth. Psalm 102, verse 25 and 27 says, O fool, you lay the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish. Notice what the psalmist is saying here. And so you lay the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands, and, but they will perish, but you will endure. In other words, many things will, will, will be done, will be finished with. But there is one thing that is not going to change. It is God. God will endure. Yes, they will all grow all like a garment, like a cloth. You will change them. And they will be changed. But you are, you are what? You are the same. And your years will have no end. Not a beautiful thing, no matter what, how many things, no matter how people change it, no matter what, you know, if people change their behavior, their attitude towards you, if people change, it doesn't matter, God doesn't change. James chapter 1 verse 17, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So everything that we get, everything that we receive comes from God, and it comes down from the Father of lights. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He stays the same. He stays faithful. Even though many times we are not. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. He declares, for I am the Lord and I do not change. <clears throat> if you really dig into the scripture. You realize when he was writing this through Malachi. The, the people of Israel have really put God aside. They were not worrying about how to worship God. They were not worried about how to be true worshipers. They didn't care. Even though God has just, had just freed them years, uh, years before from slavery. And he tells them, the only reason you are not consumed, because it says right there, and, and, and it says, therefore you are not consumed, sons of Jacob. The only reason you are not consumed, the only reason I'm not done with you, is because I am the Lord and I do not change. I make promises to you and I will fulfill my promises to you. Otherwise, they will be consumed. He, will be, he was done with them. But he said, but I do not change. And I wonder how many times, I thought about myself, I wonder how many times I would have been consumed, you know. But he doesn't change. He stays faithful even, even when I'm not. And, and this verse in, in, in Hebrews 13, verse 8, it also tells us that Jesus, Jesus Christ is the same when? Yes. Yesterday, He's the same today and forever. God doesn't change. His Word doesn't change. Uh, you, you know who changes? We do. And, and so, when, when God doesn't change. His Word doesn't change. His Word doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and, and, and He will be the same tomorrow, forever. But when we change, we try to make those things change too. 
so they can accommodate to ourselves, right? We want to, a lot of times human beings want to accommodate God's word to them. Because they don't want to be accountable to God. To the unchanging God who does not change. God doesn't change. And if we don't have the right view of God, if we don't have the right view of God, it is easy to fear. Why are people so afraid of everything? Because they don't have the right view of God. It's easy to doubt. When you have fear, when you have doubt, insecurity. Why are people going with a lot of anxiety right now? With all the changes that we have gone through, it is because a lot of times, we, and we might have the right view of God here in our heads, but we don't live it. We don't practice it. And guess what wisdom is? What Ben was talking about this morning. Wisdom is to apply the truth that you know in your head. If you know the truth, then live according to the truth. Apply that truth in your life. That is wisdom. God never changes. Having the right view of God will help you come alive. You can be encouraged when you have the right view of God. When I said God doesn't change, I'm referring to His character. I'm referring to His essence. There, there are different ways of expressing that truth. In other words, His purpose, His purpose doesn't change. He never grows in knowledge or wisdom because He knows it all. He's wise. He never differs from Himself. He never improves upon His own perfection because He's perfect. He never grows or develops in any way because He's God and He will always be God no matter what we think, no matter what our opinions are. The Scripture teaches that of the heart of an ever-changing world, there is an unchanging God. And that gives us hope and security in our lives. It's so vital to understand this truth because from this truth depends many crucial decisions that we make in our lives. So, so I'm going to share four things with you this morning. Four things that are essential in our lives about our unchanging God. Number one, I want to tell you that God doesn't change. And when I say God doesn't change, I'm talking about His essence. His essence doesn't change. Going back to Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, For I, for I am the Lord, I do not change. So I'm the same before the foundations of the earth. I'm the same after. I'm the same after the flood. I'm the same after I free my people from Egypt. I'm the same after, you know, during the time of Christ. I'm the same today. I have not changed. My essence, my attributes, my characteristics, my qualities, they are still the same as I've always been. So God is always the same. And therefore, I have not consumed you. I'm not done with you because I do not change. There's no difference. There's no modifications. His principles, His word, His policies, His essence doesn't change. Wow. People change, but God doesn't. People change. People will be your friends today, and tomorrow they won't even know you. Isn't that what Proverbs says? Uh, Proverbs says that when it's convenient to some people, they're your friends, and when it's not convenient to them anymore, they're not. People change. You never know what to expect from people. Because we're human, all human beings. His, 
He's perfect. All his attributes, he's perfect in all, in all of his attributes. God doesn't change in his essence. Now pay, pay attention to what I want to say. God doesn't change in his essence. But he changes the way he does things. So he doesn't change in who he is. He doesn't change in his essence. But the way he does things is always different. In other words, the fact that he doesn't change doesn't mean he's irrelevant. And a lot of people say, you know what, I don't read the Bible because that's an old book. I don't understand. No, God is relevant. Whatever God told the people in the New Testament, during the New Testament times, whatever God told the people through the writings of the apostles back then, it was relevant to them back then, it's relevant to you today. God's still relevant to us and doesn't always do things the same way. He's relevant. And so in other words, He's appropriate to the current time, to the period that we're living on, to the circumstances, never by compromising His character. So He's relevant, but He doesn't compromise His character. God is relevant, so He changes the way He does things, but not His essence. Let me give you an example. One of the names of God, and, and as a matter of fact, in the names of God, He chose His essence. But one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means He's my provider. El Shaddai, He's my supplier. So He's my provider, He's my supplier. In, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, it says, For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. That text, in context, is talking about us not worrying about things in life because God knows exactly what we're in need of. And because we're, He knows what we're in need of, He will provide. He will supply your needs according to His will. Now, He never changes in His essence. He is God, Jireh, my provider. He is El Shaddai. He is my supplier. He doesn't change in His essence. His essence is that He will provide our needs according to His will. But He changes the way He provides to each person. Oh, do you still get bread from, the, from heaven? You don't get manna from heaven, do you? And, and when you walk, you don't see, the, you don't see the, the, the fire in the sky, right? So God doesn't change in His essence. But He changes the way He does things. And that is important for us to understand. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. In other words, God, God stays updated. He's updated all the time. He's, change, he's changing the way He does things, not, the way he, not who He is. God stays up to date to reach people where they are, to minister to people according to their circumstances in His essence. God wants to be praised, wants to be worshipped. But we don't worship with the songs they used to worship in the Old Testament, right? We just worship with some beautiful songs this morning. And his, what did He say? He says in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 9 and 10, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. The former things have come to pass, new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord, what? A new song. Imagine, we, we don't sing anymore the, the way they used to sing in the temple. Right? The, the way they used to sing in the Old Testament. 
and he sprays from the ends of the earth. God is always doing something new, but he doesn't change. He stays true to himself. The way we worship is different. In other words, forms are always changing, but the essence, the fundamentals, the fundamentals stays the same. You know, we don't travel by donkey or by foot anymore, right? I remember when I remember those days when I was little. We fly, but we still travel. So we still do the, the we still do the same thing, but we do it in a different way. It's an expression of how God also works. Forms change in churches, but the essence, the doctrines, the purpose, the mission should never change. Here's another example, and the way we do evangelism nowadays. Nowadays, most people don't go knocking on doors, door to door. I remember those days. That's actually that's how I planted my first church 26 years ago. Going door to door, we used to go and we used to talk to people. Nowadays, you can't knock the door. You cannot go into apartment buildings and, and, and leave uh, leave a flyer there because then you get in trouble. You can get in trouble for that. We used to put flyers in, in mailboxes, and then uh, you know now, recently we were told if you ever put a, a flyer in a mailbox, you will get you will get a fine. You will get a ticket for that. So even the way we do evangelism, how, how do we do evangelism? How do we do it in different ways. Social media is a big thing for evangelism, let me tell you. We just got to use everything we have up to date. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16, it says, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, here, 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 the, the prophet Isaiah here is talking about when God freed the people from Egypt and he opened the sea and, they, and he led them through the sea and then he says the army and reinforcements together and they lay there and never rise again extinguished snuff out like a week and then God says that's what I did that's how I freed my people and then in verse 18 of Isaiah 43 says, Forget the former things, and do not dwell in the past. You know what hindrance people a lot of times from moving forward? Whether you were in a relationship, whether you had a, a problem with a friend or a problem at work. You know what hindrance people from moving forward? So a lot of times they get stuck in the past. And God says, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, he does things different, but he himself does never change. So the fact that he doesn't change in his essence, it doesn't mean God doesn't do, that God is irrelevant. He doesn't change in the way he does things. So God doesn't change in his essence. Thank God. Thank God he wasn't changing his essence. You, you know why? I, I, I praise God for not changing his essence because one of his attributes is his love. And, and we will talk more, uh, we will talk more extensive on, on, on this, on some of these things, but I, I am glad he doesn't change his essence because God is love. And because he doesn't change his, in his essence, God's love will always be the same. 
Yeah, the way He loved you when you were born, the way He loved you before you were born, that's the same way He loves you today. Many times we go through a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of problems in lives, and, and, and a lot of times we we feel like, does God really love me? He loves you the same way. God's love will always be the same. And a lot of times we feel that way because we, we, we're like, you know what, but I've seen so much. But I've made so many mistakes. And every time I sin, then I, does he really love me still the same? God's love never changes. Isn't that beautiful? I, I, I praise God for that. Romans chapter 5 verse 7 says, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone may possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. That while we were still sinners, while we were still offending God, Christ still died for us. Because of His love. Because of His love, He still died for us. His essence is love. And it will always be the same despite our past. His love will always be the same. This is important. Let me put it, let me put it to you this way. The way He loved you in the past, He will always love you. And some people might say, I wish He would love me like that. And let me tell you, He does. He's just waiting for you to trust Him like other people have also trusted in the past. People read about David and they go and they go like, Man, I wish God would love me just like He loved David. Well, He does. He loves you just the way He loved David. Because that's His essence. But David was a man after God's own heart. Wasn't he? He was not perfect. He made so many mistakes. But God's love was always there for David. He missed up so much. But he, was, he had a heart from God. God didn't change. And, 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 and when David repented, God forgave him. He gave him a second chance because God is our God of our second chances. Every day, every every day you wake up and you're able to breathe. Don't you think that's a second chance God's giving you? Every time you open up your eyes in the morning, or whenever you wake up. Some people are night people, some people are morning people, right? Whenever you wake up, whenever you open your eyes, it's God giving you another chance. Because God's love will never change. And because of His love, He allows you to breathe one more day. His love would always be the same. Even when we fail Him, He loves us enough to bring us back to Him and give us second chances. I'm thankful for God not changing His essence. He doesn't doesn't only love us and doesn't change His love, There's one last thing I want to tell you this morning. God's forgiveness. Because He doesn't change in His essence. God's forgiveness will always be the same. 
His love will always be the same. His forgiveness will always be the same. And, and this is important in our culture. I've been a pastor for a long time. And, and there are a couple of things that I, that, that I want you to understand. Just because I'm a pastor, it doesn't mean I don't deal with the reality of my humanity. Because I do. So many times, so many times people think, no, no, he's a pastor. He cannot do that. But we do. Ask Pastor Roy. <laughs> we do. And if I cut myself, I bleed red. It's not blue. So it's one important thing that we deal with our own humanity. And, and I tell you, there has been so many times when I, I feel like I should have known better. Don't you feel that way sometimes when you fail God? Because we fail God every day. Whether it's with our thoughts. Whether it's with our actions, with our words, with our attitude. We feel God every day. We're imperfect. And what's, what's interesting is, so many times when I come before God and I say, Lord, I feel embarrassed to ask you for forgiveness about the same thing again. And it's like, I, I, I put my head down and I'm like, Jesus, I, I know that I, I already asked you for forgiveness for this. Could you forgive me again, Lord? And I don't know about you, but my bad choices offend God. And He still forgives me. And He forgives you every day. Because His forgiveness is always the same. His love that never changes will always bring you to forgiveness to a repentant heart. Jesus was at the cross looking down on us. Looking down to us, I'm sorry. Who, who were rebellious against Him and said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. So many, there are many times that we don't even know what we're doing and we think we do. And He still forgives us. Remember John chapter 8? Remember the story of a woman who was brought to Jesus? Verse 3 and verse 10 and 11. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. And they made her stand before the group. You know, these people didn't care about this woman. They, they brought this woman because they want to they put this woman before Jesus so Jesus can destroy her. So Jesus can give him the green light and say, Yeah, I stole her. Kill her. She sinned. <laughs> they, were in, they, they, they were in for a surprise. <laughs> Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she responded, No, no one, sir. She said, No one, sir. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and live your life, of your sinful life. So they didn't care about her, but when Jesus looked at her, he knew that she was guilty. Now let me ask you, when Jesus looks at you, are you innocent or are you guilty? Just talk to yourself. Because I know I'm guilty. And the only reason why I can stand right here and before God is because His forgiveness never changes. His forgiveness never changes. Every day, 
the wages of sin is death. And then he acted like a defense, like a defense lawyer, like an advocate. Remember, Jesus came to save, not to condemn the world. And in his desire to forgive this woman who was guilty, he asked them, which of, which of you is free of sin? Because human beings, we change so much that we have the tendency, that when we're doing better in life, we have the tendency to judge others. But he doesn't judge us like that. He's ready to forgive us. And when he said, which of you is free of sin? And they had their stones in their hand, and all they, they knew how to do was to, at that point, they just threw the stone, and they all left. You know why? Because they also needed forgiveness. Just like she needed forgiveness. Just like we all need forgiveness. And God's forgiveness will always be the same. In this story, we can see that Jesus forgives her bad choices. Jesus forgives our bad choices that we make. Do, do, do you make bad choices? Or maybe it's just me. I'm sorry, you, you pick a sinner pastor here. Pastor's so simple, this guy. What did we do? <laughs> she made that. She made bad choices, and he never said. By the way, he never said it's okay. Go on and continue, continue with your life. Go on and do what you're doing. No, no. He said you made bad choices. You messing up your life. Go and sing no more. So when he forgives us, he's giving us an opportunity for us to change. For us to do something better. He's the God of second changes. In his essence, he's the God who always forgives. God's forgiveness is always the same for all of us. No matter how much we mess up, we all need it. We all need his forgiveness. And, and, and can I tell you something? Here, we, you know, since we're going to get along really well. <laughs> I know we all struggle. I know you struggle because I do. I know we all struggle with something. Our guilt. Our shame. We're not perfect. So we struggle with something. I know we do. But I'll tell you this. God forgives our bad choices. He did that yesterday. He does that today and you will again tomorrow when you ask for forgiveness. Because God's forgiveness is always the same. His love and His forgiveness go hand to hand. At the cross He forgave those people for their bad choices. They were begging for His clothes. And in Luke chapter 23 verse 34, he, all He said is He didn't say, Father, kill them. He said, Father, forgive them. Because they don't realize they're making a bad choice. And many times, sometimes we don't realize it, sometimes we do. But even though we do know we're making a bad choice, His love is so great that covers multitude of sins and still forgives us. Scripture says that if you ask for His forgiveness, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And if you have never given your life to Christ and you're here with us this morning, I'll tell you one thing. I can never understand 
much God has forgiven me. You, you don't know my life, but I do. And you don't know where I come from, but I know He has forgiven me. And I know the transformation in my life that God has made. And I know the transformation that God can make in your life. God can change things in your life. And if you're a believer, and you're struggling with different things, God can, God can change that too. But if you have never given your life to Christ, this is a moment that if you want to be different, if you want to feel security in your life, this is the moment where you can give your life to Christ. And start a new beginning. A new opportunity. God is the God of second chances. If you ask for His forgiveness, He will be faithful. And He will finish the work that He starts today. He will, he will, he will get it done until He, until he finishes. He will not leave you halfway through. He has promised that Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. It says that He is faithful to fulfill and finish the work He began once in you. God never changes in His essence. His love, His forgiveness will always be the same. This attribute reveals what kind of God we serve. I don't know about you, but I'm glad He loves me despite, our, despite of myself. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much, Lord, for allowing us, us imperfect human beings, to come before you and to be able to have access to your presence, Lord. the God who never changes. You're still the same in your essence. And even though you change the way you do things many times, and we got we have to learn from you, Lord. We are so glad that you never change. That your love will never change and your forgiveness will never change. And as, as you're sitting there with your head bowed, I just want to encourage you, if you have never given your life to Christ, this is a moment when you can tell, you can talk to God. You don't need anybody. You can talk to God through Christ. And you can just tell God, Lord, I know I made, I made a lot of bad choices in my life. I do want to have a new beginning. Forgive my sins. Make me part of your family. Change my heart. I want to experience that love that saved me at the cross. changes in my life as I grow. In your name we pray. And if you have prayed that prayer, we would like
like to talk to you after the service. Father, I also pray for those who know you, Lord. And sometimes we make so many mistakes and we make so many bad choices. But your love is still there for us. That's why we have not been consumed. Help us to repent and to begin making the right choices because we have a relationship with you. Because we know you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, I do want to encourage you next Sunday. I hope we can, we'll see you there at the Sunday school. We're going to have a good devotional time and prayer. And also, Wednesday nights. That was a beautiful Bible study that uh, our brother Ron is, is teaching uh, on the book of Revelation. I, uh, there was a lot of questions that day. I was like, I hope they didn't ask me any of them because I didn't come prepared. <laughs> and then somebody else came out saying, Pastor, we have questions for you. I'm like, oh, no, again. No more questions. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but I tell you, be encouraged. Uh, come come to church, join a Bible study, join a small group in homes. There's a few home uh, groups. Uh, if you want to grow, which we all want to do it, right? But it doesn't come automatically. God's love and God's forgiveness should lead us to wanting to grow more in Christ. God bless you this morning, and uh, we'll we'll have one more uh, one more song this morning, and then Pastor Roy will dismiss us in prayer.
good of God's goodness, you know He's good all the time, right? Yeah. And so as you go this morning, go in the confidence that your God is an eternal, unchanging God. He loves you with an unchanging love, an eternal love. Go in the confidence that you're forgiven, cleansed, washed in the blood of the Lamb. And go in the confidence that there's a world out there that needs to hear about the Lord Jesus. They need to know of His love and you know of His forgiveness. So go with the goodness of our God this morning. He's bigger, better, stronger, greater. Go with the power of that God. Have a great week. Amen.